0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the divorce episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and with me as always is Pastor Joel. Howdy. Wow. Yeah, wow. I was probably the our longest...
1: For sure, our longest episode so far. Um, with good reason. I think so. This topic needs a lot of care and attention. Um, honestly, we probably could have talked longer, too. I think we did a good job keeping it as efficient as possible without being uncaring over. There are certain points that just have to be made when you talk about this topic.
0: Absolutely. So a lot of this episode is hinging, is hinging upon the marriage Episode. Yes, so if sir. you're going to be helping people who've been hurt by this topic, it's like we want to make sure that you have a really good grasp of both of these topics. If we're talking about divorce, get ready to talk about marriage. If we're right. talking about marriage, get ready to talk about divorce.
1: Yeah, and you can almost see the sex before marriage episode and this divorce episode as like a mini series. Oh, like cool. These two ought to be listened to together. Cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. Okay, so we went through the history and background, and you know, like the other, uh, the sex before marriage podcast, it's just worth listening so that you can understand the history of the topic.
1: Yeah, because this this topic is all all contingent on the one we did last week. You know, the the sex before marriage, talking about how marriage was defined, has resulted in, you know, because marriage became this man-made governmental topic, then divorce, as a result, did as well. Mm -hmm. It's actually human logic that this would happen. It is logical. It's not God, but it is logical that because marriage turned into this man-made thing, divorce did as well.
0: And we're seeing a lot of this, a lot of the major damage that's been done is just blanketing divorce as sin. Mm-hmm. If you get divorced, you you're sinning and the the primary proof that people are using are the words of Jesus that were inaccurately translated.
1: Right. Translated to show like the the effect is it it's so it's kind of scary to me how people can use these as their primary support without knowing Or maybe with ignoring the fact that the verses they're using are showing that Jesus isn't the son of God. That this is a guy who doesn't know the word, who doesn't know the Torah. Mm -hmm. Which he's also then a hypocrite because he blames the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time for not knowing their scriptures. Oh, man. But not only does he quote it wrong, but and and does he teach it wrong but he actually is encouraging it to be violated
0: yeah based upon the translation yeah so okay i don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole but how do i make sure that the translation and the words that i'm reading are accurate so that i don't cause this damage or so that i can help people who've been experiencing this like how how do how would i go about like uncovering this
1: right so that yeah this is a whole i get i get we don't want to go too far into this rabbit hole because what and maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do an episode in the future over um some of the the ways people then hurt through confirmation bias and translation Mm, and hermeneutics and stuff because what we're really getting at here is how do i determine truth how do I know? And and I'll just say this. It may be a huge project for a person to be able to uncover some of these flaws in the scriptures because what it requires is a person to be able to embrace this understanding of the Bible is non contradictory. Mm-hmm. And if something in the Gospel of Mark contradicts something from the book of Deuteronomy, then one or both sides in my understanding of it must be wrong. Mm. So the way to, the way to really, so another quick thing that I would encourage people to do is to make sure you're not relying solely on the translations you're using. And I'll even say the King James version and the ASV, the American standard version, when you're studying the scriptures, it's always a benefit to use the tools that we have at our disposal like Blue Letter Bible, to get down to the original languages and to the original words. So that would be like a real quick thing.
0: Yeah, so it's like if, if I am really, really passionate or really, um, if I have a lot of energy or I'm very opinionated about a certain topic and I'm using scriptural support to prove my point, if ever I find myself in that situation, you know, what I, what I'm hearing you say is you encourage me to go back to the translation, especially as it relates to those doctrine or those huge beliefs that I have.
1: Right. Because if I'm using the scriptures to confront people in an area, I ought to be really, really sure that I'm doing, that I'm using the scriptures in the right way. Mm -hmm. Because just because what is written in that book doesn't mean it's what it means and doesn't mean i'm right we've seen we've talked about the reading your bible episode we talked about how this can handle this can be handled really poorly the scriptures can be used to destroy the devil did it to jesus he tried doing that during his temptation so yeah my encouragement would be to really to to make sure that whatever it is you're preaching using these scriptures as support that Your interpretation and the understanding behind these is non-contradictory throughout. It doesn't contradict any other concept or principle within the Bible.
0: So if you're helping people who've been hurt by someone quoting Scripture at them, just in general, like if someone says, well, you know, this preacher, this person used to say this to me, and now I just, you know, I feel so guilty, I feel so hurt, I feel so bad, you can go to that scripture and show them what it is that it actually says. Right. To see if, if someone unintentionally translated that passage incorrectly and that's what caused damage. Right. Which is what we're seeing with this whole divorce and putting away doctrine. Mm-hmm. Like this p- putting away word was not something I grew up hearing Never. at all. All. Now, I don't remember once hearing the term "putting away."
1: Nope, I didn't learn it. And learn it until I was an adult, way into my adulthood.
0: Now, the King James version has the word "putting away" in it, yep. and other translations don't. They 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 changed it to divorce. Yep. What's interesting about this is, like in this discussion, there's so there. It's going to be, or it was such a long episode. In what the flock because of how damaging this is and how seemingly of a quick fix it actually is to get down to the principle of the issue people are not taught what putting away means people are not taught about what divorce is and the purpose of both of those right and if you misinterpret uh, mark 10 11 and 12 then situations are bad.
1: Yeah, and this is just one passage we use too to 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 discuss this because right. we can look at the other gospels the same interaction with Christ. We can also look at because in Matthew chapter 5 there's verses that use this mm. that Jesus talks about putting away. We also see in 1 Corinthians 7 mm-hmm. Paul talking about marriage and putting away and it's just butchered all over scriptures. Nice. And it really does. Like so it's a huge it's a huge topic to discuss and how damaging it's been and how many times it's been misinterpreted and all over the scriptures it has been. But it is really uh it's it's not easy, but it's a simple fix because it is definitions. Mm, that's and good. and it's not only the longest episode we've done, but it was also connected to the episode we did previous to it uh, we wouldn't have been able to even do this episode if we hadn't done sex before marriage and talk about marriage the episode prior so even like that talks about all this yeah, damage right. we have so much to talk about in this in this topic oh, of marriage so and divorce but it is again not easy but simple to start the repair process when you get down to what's the definition of sex what's the definition of marriage what's the definition of divorce what's the definition of putting away that starts clearing up all the damage that's happened it starts make it starts exposing all the damage that's happened
0: oh it's so powerful and by you just pulling apart those definitions and what you need to define it just brings a lot of power and a lot of clarity and a lot of healing when right. you just it's mm-hmm. the the simplicity of that being the solution right. Man, that's great. So then we so we talked about the loose perspective of people being nonchalant with their marriages. You know, it's uh it's a contract. So I can yep, break I can end it. the contract. I can end it.
1: And that is that that's so it's that's interesting because the whole point here is people who are nonchalant with their divorces is usually because they're nonchalant about their marriage. That's the point here where it's like Oh nice. They and that's what we got into the, the people who really aren't treating divorce like it's a big deal are usually the people who aren't treating marriage like it's a big deal. Nice. They're not treating marriage with the respect it deserves.
0: Right. And that's why, so when we started to get into, um, you know, people treating their marriages seriously, what we're saying is we want to help people learn from their marriage. Right. Because if people are just going to get divorced – and get into another marriage and they go, you know what? I just picked the wrong person. Let me just jump in. It's like, you're going to likely, you're going to do the same thing. With over, a different person. With a different person. And it's really what they're doing is people are focusing on, you know, the context that they're around versus themselves and dealing with themselves and their issues for why they got married to the wrong person in the first place.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that is it. I've seen so many times people will get divorced and then remarried and then divorced again. And from the outside, it seems like the same thing that happened in their first marriage. Mm. And I see these people think and believe that, oh I now I met the right person. Yeah, without ever taking to account, wait, do you know how to be married? and it actually be good? Do you know what that requires? Mm. Or is it just, ooh, new person, new energy, this will work, but I treat it the same? Well, then it's likely to end the same.
0: Right. Man, powerful. And this is where, I mean, this part really blows my mind, is the fact that you are teaching that divorce was lawful. Yeah. So, doesn't Jesus say because of the hardness of their heart divorce was given mm-hmm. and people use that as an other, other support.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so that, which I, I love that this point is great as a defense strategy as well, mm. because really what, what Jesus is saying is divorce is a, is a way to fix an issue. And, just the same as Jesus dying on the cross was a way to fix an issue. Oh, that's awesome. So where it it really, divorce, and I think one of the things we talked about in the What the Flock episode was great is when divorce is handled the right way, the focus isn't even on divorce so much as it is on the profitability of the people in the marriage getting out of it so they can be more profitable. Right. It's still, remember we talked about marriage being handled the right way. It always is meant to grow. Right. Divorce ought to be a way that helps people grow, not to help people get out of it. And it does help people get out of a crappy situation, but it ought like the way it ought to be used is that's just an effect where the cause is this will help us grow.
0: And now, and, now you're getting into the purpose of marriage is actually to facilitate the whole community. Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. the the that's the reason why why am I getting married to this person? Because we generate energy. Yeah. We generate, you know, we want to share more with each other, and this sharing more is growing, 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 growing. Yep. Right, and so therefore we have more to give to our community. Mm-hmm. Divorce is what that's going to do is, is if we find out that we're draining from our community and it doesn't matter what we do, us spending so much time together yeah. and us sharing, sharing more is going to drain our community because the only way for me to share more with someone who's not profitable for me is for me to take from something someone else. You know, like I am bankrupt in this marriage. And so I need to go to my community and get some currency to so that I exchange with her. God's going, no way. That's not profitable.
1: Right. So then even in that, that, in that explanation, it's showing divorce in that situation would benefit and grow the community because these two people would no longer be uh, a whole sucking in energy and value These people would be able to start generating and giving back to the community again.
0: Wow. It is like a way to say to people, you know, God giving us this lawful way um, to facilitate the community is like Him basically saying, you know what? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to pick the wrong person. You're going to grow and change, but your response is what matters. Yeah. Divorce is basically saying like you got divorced. We, I mean, how how do you think we should be looking at divorce in the church, Pastor Joel? Because we see it right now, Scarlet D. Right. I don't okay. see I don't see a whole lot. So right now, I don't see a whole lot of people going. eh, divorce doesn't matter. It's like divorce sucks, but. We're way on the side of Scarlet Letter D situation.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the way church, if divorce is being treated the way it was meant to be yeah, in the church today, I think the way we would see divorce and people who've been divorced as people who are looking out for the community more than they're looking out for themselves. Wow. And, and I don't think we're seeing that. And you know, no. this this also, again, it, it it it's a callback to marriage. You made the point. Marriage is meant to serve the community. Yeah. How many people understand that? Oh my gosh. How many people are getting married because they're thinking this is going to help both of us be better, such better versions of ourselves <laughs> that it's going to impact the people around us in a positive way. Right. That's why we're getting married. Right. Right. Not because, ooh, great, now I get to have sex and not feel guilty about it. Right. So if I'm seeing marriage as that, then divorce would be seen in that same lens of, this is a way for us to, this is is a, a way for us to benefit the community. When two people who are married are unprofitable because of their marriage, divorce would be a way to benefit not only themselves, but everybody else.
0: Wow. So, going through, let's let's talk about the uh, it it being about the why here. Why people are getting divorced? It's always about the why. Yeah. And so, can you go through these? Can we talk about these uh, the these perspectives, these categories in relation to self esteem?
1: Yeah, so you know, one of the things we're we're trying to see is, you know, there are a bunch of different ways this can all be handled, and none of these people were judging. Okay, so we're we're trying to we're we're trying to just recognize people have a bunch of different beliefs about divorce, bunch of different beliefs about marriage. The reason we always emphasize is about the why is because what we're trying to do even for ourselves, is make sure we're getting our thought process in the right spot as it relates to how we look at these people. Mm. Because just because they're divorced or just because they're married doesn't guarantee anything about why they're doing what they're doing.
0: Nice. That's so good.
1: So there are... The people we feel sorry for would be people we would say are low self-esteem. These are people who just are looking for affirmation. They're just... they're, They're honestly... A lot of times, narcissists hmm. are people with low self-esteem. Hmm. And and the reason they're narcissists is because people with low self-esteem are constantly looking to their context and other people to feel good about who they mm-hmm.
0: are. Their context being yeah. things outside of themselves. Right. The, the things that they're surrounded by.
1: So... What we've seen, what I find interesting here is the people we feel sorry for are usually the people who are in crap marriages Mm -hmm. who are judging other people who've been divorced as sinners.
0: Oh, right? I feel so bad. I do. I feel so bad for those people that are like, marriage is a lot of work. And when you get in it, you stick in it. And if you get divorced, you're a failure. Right.
1: Yep, and then they're mad at everybody else who is divorced because secretly they're jealous of that person. <laughs> oh, right. So that's where it's like I'm I'm right. not like the reason I'm mad at these people is because they're 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 in a situation I wish I was in. I would feel better about myself if I could get divorced, but I can't. Because I've been my whole life been taught and been preaching how divorce is sin and how God hates divorce. Wow. Feel bad for those people.
0: Yeah. They're
1: in a bad situation and, and it doesn't seem like there's a way out.
0: In that mid self-esteem category, those are people that treat marriage seriously. And they're, they're more saying they're more along the lines of I'm going to put in the work for my marriage because I take it seriously.
1: So the people who are, in the mid self-esteem are those who are looking at people who aren't being caring with their, their marriage. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, and, and you know, these are mid self-esteem. So they're, they, they're, they're at this level where they don't just in and of themselves feel great about themselves. They might, they might feel great about their marriage only when they're around other people who are really treating their marriages great too. And when they're affirmed by other people who have good marriages. But when they see people who aren't treating marriage the way they do, it can be frustrating for them.
0: Right, yeah, that's the whole, you know, the, the that mid-self-esteem perspective is like, it's anyone who's kind of treating marriage like it's, a ser- it's, it's yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. This is important. This is valuable. But... They're not really, and they are trying to learn from their marriage, but they're trying to stay in it. Right. Those, the, the, the mid self-esteem people are just, they're working so hard. They're not necessarily judging people for getting divorced, but they're basically saying my marriage is a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a lot of work. It can be good. It can be bad. And if you're in a marriage, you better put the work into (laughs) it. And that—that's right. kind of the mentality. Yeah, there. it is. Yeah, we get it. Yep, I understand that. It's people who—it's just right. I put in a lot of work in my marriage. You should do the same. Mm-hmm. But it's the people we're impressed with who are really—it's—it's. It's, this goes back to people who treat marriage with a lot of respect would also treat divorce with a lot of respect. And these are people who would use divorce as a way. It, that is meant to help these people be more profitable both mm-hmm. both sides of it and what we see here is these are the people who they've done everything they can
0: yeah i love that
1: you know they've done the counseling they've gotten you know help from other married couples who've been married longer than them yada yada fill in the blank they've done everything they can and they still realize they're a drain on each other and on the people in their lives
0: awesome and then the ultimate answer.
1: Would be ultimately it's getting divorced for the benefit of both people, and we can see you know that where the measure is an
0: amazing concept that I've never heard before.
1: It's usually one person wants to get out of it, or one person you know sinned against someone else, so they're just like so mad at each other. Yeah, where the ultimate answer could result and ought to result in these people being like. Right. Well, this was a good decision to make. Right. Like we can feel good about ourselves now and move forward, maybe even being friends. Yeah, and you can that be something.
0: Right. You could still look at each other and respect each mm-hmm. other because, you know and as you will help people who've, you know, been hurt by divorce and help people who are like thinking about divorce and helping people who are feel bad about thinking about divorce. We our advice is always the same and it's to love your spouse. Yeah. Do you want to be with them do you want to be divorced to them yeah the answer was always the same mm-hmm. it's love and it's it's this ultimate answer for the benefit of the other person yeah thank you pastor joel thank you pastor joel <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're you're welcome
0: <laughs> thank you to all who are listening this has been the music of life church podcast if you have any questions or comments or or you'd like to hear us talk about a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.